Feed 5 Podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets, get jack wagons. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good John Nathaniel Lundy. It is indeed the Feed 5 Podcast presented by Reba, Reba, Suavecito Tequila. Go out uh, to Total Wine and More and grab yourself a bottle Preferably of the Añejo tonight. Uh, drink it nice and neat and thank us later. Uh, Lundy, we're coming down the home stretch here of the college basketball season. It's already late February and the calendar is about to flip to March. So a lot of conference races at stake. Uh, we have an insane amount of quality matchups for a Tuesday night on the docket. But before we get to that, uh, I'm going to share with you a college basketball future of the day. Get your thoughts, and maybe you have one to share as well. And it's a team that's actually in action tonight uh, in one of those monumental matchups in the Big East uh, with the Big East title up for grabs. FanDuel Sportsbook has some conference outright props available right now. And before this game is played tonight, I think it's worth a wager on Creighton plus 250 to catch Marquette, who they're going toe-to-toe against, to take the conference outright in the regular season there in that behemoth Big East. Why do I like Creighton? Well, they're one of five teams in the entirety of college basketball, according to KenPom.com, that are top 20 in adjusted offensive and adjusted defensive efficiency. I know they got the nine losses to their name, uh, but that six-game losing streak they had about midseason uh, was largely due to Ryan Kalkbrenner's absence uh, due to mononucleosis, the kissing disease. And he's been back. He's been spectacular. They don't have a whole lot of depth, but their starting five is really indispensable. Uh, a team this season at home uh, is 12 and 1 inside the CHI Health Center Arena, which I had to look up. I had no idea that existed in uh, the middle of the country. I thought for sure they'd be like Omaha Steaks Coliseum or something like that. I mean, they played basketball in Omaha or Warren Buffett arena something you know that implies it makes a lot of sense uh there in the center part of the country but uh, you look at Creighton's rest of the season schedule let's say they get the W tonight again at home there's going to be 18,000 raucous individuals inside the Chai Health Center uh so they beat Marquette they're at Villanova they have Georgetown after that and DePaul after that both of those uh measly matchups at home with the only road game against a Really disappointing Villanova team this season. So uh, I think, again, ahead of the game tonight, if you believe Creighton, who was favored by five and a half, mind you, gets the W there inside their home venue, why can't they take the conference outright at plus 250, again, available at FanDuel Sportsbook? So what are your thoughts on the Blue Jays and uh, maybe have a future of your own that you like? No, I like your pick there with the Jays. I think you got to take advantage of the odds you can get right now going into tonight's game. Um, I like that one. Uh, the future that uh, I have liked, I don't know if it's so bright that we got to wear shades, but I will roll with a future. You can predict, Brad, who's going to make the final four right now. Did you know that? I saw that. Yeah. You can. And you know who uh, – there, there's, there's a blemish in there. Otherwise, oh. they would have won 10 in a row at this point. And uh, they have suddenly figured out how to play defense, which is actually where I think this pick comes from. Uh, at plus 330 at DraftKings, the best odds that I've found so far, uh, my future right now, I'm 
gonna I'm I'm gonna take my life into my own hands here because it's a Pac-12 team in the Final Four. Give me the Arizona Wildcats to make oh. it to the Final Four. Interesting. Yeah, defense is the name of the game for them. And you're right. Uh, less handful but, of games. But they weren't for they weren't for a while. It was no, like, they were like a hundred plus and adjusted off uh, defense efficiency at Kent. And now they're forty first. Yeah, like they really tightened up. They have cranked it up, and that is what I think is making the difference. Now, this isn't a conference thing. This isn't a conference tournament, and I know full well these kind of picks, the 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 seeding and where they wind up geographically is what's going to make the difference. But I will say what I have seen out of Arizona, with the exception of that blemish that I talked about, that was the loss at Maples Pavilion uh, against Stanford inexplicably, uh, that Stanford beats them at Maples for the first time since freaking Jimmy Carter was actually in office or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I just I like what I'm seeing out of the fact that this team has started to play some defense because I think you need that in the tournament. You can't just run and gun and expect to outscore everybody. You've got to actually tighten down and play some D, and they sucked for the first part of the season. And then like, like you and I just talked about, they've jumped up to number 41 in adjusted defensive efficiency. And I know some folks are like, okay, wait a minute, Nate, you're talking about a final four team that's ranking 41st. Yes. But you have to remember where they were ranked about two months ago. Yeah. And it, the difference in what they are playing right now, we already know they're efficient from an offensive standpoint. I, I just, overall, I think there are some underlying metrics that tells me that Arizona is going to be a team that you do not want to face when the dance starts. Yeah, no doubt. And plus, they got uh, Tubalus, who's a double-doubles machine, the best player west of the Mississippi, in my opinion. Uh, certainly in the running right there. Uh, and also got the strong guard play there. Kirk Kreese, uh, uh with Courtney Ramey dropping bombs as well. Arizona's got the goods, and so does Creighton. Take advantage of those futures now. With that on the board, let's get after it on this Taco Tuesday. Yeah, put one of those in my mouth and maybe some of these wagers, too, with another edition of the fade five number five. <laughs> oh, here's a spicy one out of the gate lundy let's go uh to a mammoth matchup and not remotely close this is more uh mighty mouse if anything i'm gonna take east carolina laying a point and a half against the tulsa hurricane uh, this game being played in northeast oklahoma Minus 110 at BetMGM. Why on earth am I on this game? And it's all about taking advantage of the trend. Lundy may or may not realize this, but Tulsa this season is 3-21-2 ATS against the spread. Uh, Checks out, again, I'm no math major. I had to actually uh, do the calculations uh, on one of those ancient devices. A 12.5% hit rate on the spread for the Golden Tropical Depressions uh, so far this season. So I think ECU, uh, yeah, they're terrible. Uh, there's a question about it. They're one and seven on the road. Uh, they're north of 330 in effective field goal percentage offense, over 200 in effective field goal percentage defense. However, uh, they're a team that's highly reliant on the three-point shot. 40.8% of their shots are three-point jacks, and they get a ton of second-chance opportunities around a third of their possessions so if they take advantage on those second chances and make it rain some threes, they got a fighting chance. Tulsa four and eight at home, a number two eighty-five and adjusted offensive efficiency, and number two forty-eight at effective field goal percentage defense, and they're dead last in defensive rebounding percentage. So again, one of the major strengths of the Pirates, yar, is grabbing those rebounds and then kiss it with a kiss 
off the glass. Uh, maybe they get the victory here and extend Tulsa's uh, just a horrible record here to 3-22-2 ATS. So, fade or follow, shiver me timbers, ECU minus one and a half against Tulsa and that god-awful ATS record. This is some random shit, Brad. This is... <laughs> This is really, really random that this is where you decided to start the fade five with one of the with a, an awful team against the spread, taking on a team that doesn't know how to do jack squat on the road. Yeah, they're both oh, bad. This, this is awful. This is terrible. You're welcome. You're welcome. It just threw up in my mouth. What the hell? All right, fine. I'll follow. This is this is garbage. I don't even know where you found this. You're like a raccoon out there at night digging through the garbage can, try to find scraps of something. There's better games on the schedule, and this is what you choose? I'd like to file a protest and write an angry letter to management. Mmm, a rotten apple core. Sounds delicious. So does ECU. Number four. All right, let's uh, work in SGP, and this uh, will helpfully uh, quench the palate of one Nathaniel Lundy and get him back in my good graces uh, because he got two powerhouse teams uh, really training in the right direction, one. And the other one, uh, it's been a roller coaster ride of sorts here of late. In the SEC, give me the surprise, Texas A&M Aggies on this SGP plus four and a half. That is an all spread. And on an all total, I'm going to take it up to 136 and a half and smash the under. So AM plus four and a half. The under 136 and a half against the Tennessee Volunteers. Oh, get seduced baby style by the Jews plus 105 on that SGP at DraftKings. Uh, Tennessee uh, is a team that has lost four of their last six games. Uh, they are four and four on the road at this season. And more importantly, since February 1st, they're number 85. 85, according to Bart Torrick, in overall efficiency standing. During that stretch, number 358 out of 363 Division I teams, an effective field goal percentage offense, shooting just 42.6% inside the arc and 26.6 barf outside of it. Uh, they're exceptional defensive team. Uh, there's no you know mistake about that. Number 27 over that stretch and adjusted defensive efficiency. Meanwhile, you look at Texas A&M. They are number three. That's right, number three, according to Mark Torvik, in overall efficiency during that same span. Since February 1st, they're 13-1 and at home, and they're number 15 in their home contest in effect a few goal percentage defense, allowing 40.6% from two and 30.7% from three. Uh, I think scoring the basketball is going to be a struggle for both these squads, uh, but it's going to be nip and tuck maybe in the 50s. In the end, hell, it could be like pre-shot clock era 30s uh, by the uh, final buzzer. But I think Texas A&M on the SGP plus four and a half and the under 136 and a half against the Volunteers down there in College Station hits plus 105 at DraftKings. Fade or follow. Uh, I'm still laughing at the fact that when A&M played Missouri, the over-under was at 150. Like who was drunk, right. who was drunk when they made that line? Good God, hammered the under on that one, uh, and they you know it finished uh, under 130. It was like a 20 point cushion. That's um, their style. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I like this one. A and M. Um, you talked about. I mean, they've won five straight. They've won seven out of their last eight. Um, the under should be. Uh, I, I mean, look, I, I kind of like the under just on the straight line. So the fact that you've added eight points to it here and given us a cushion, I am more than uh, more than comfortable with. So yeah, bump this one up. I like A and M plus the four and a half. I do you even have to take A and M plus the points, Brad? I mean, do you really? Do you well, you, you can lay the one point. Uh, the spread is swung. They open as a one-point dog, and now they're the one-point favorite. But I, I like it's safety first, man. I like to build in that cushion oh, so I feel God. better about myself. God, yeah. I mean, okay, I, I I get it. I get it. But I'm just, I don't know, man. I, I don't know that you got to. I don't even know that you need the fight. What if you just took them straight on the money line? I mean, they're going to win this game. Tennessee has been dog shit lately. Come on. Ah. Uh, all right, you be you safety first. Okay, fine. Yeah, this is uh totally not team Huevos, but team raisins, but we're both backing Texas AM. <laughs> Number three. All right, numero trace here on the Fade Five Podcast. I'll sue another SGP and stick with that theme. Uh, we're gonna go to a battle in the Big Twelve, and it's gonna be a madhouse inside of the Octagon in Manhattan, Kansas State, taking on the Baylor Bears, and that's all this uh, conference is. Every night, a quad one opportunity, and the Wildcats are presented with another one. A team I projected right now. Uh, probably going to be a top four seed when it's all said and done. Baylor right now projected as a number two seed, but could fall a line with a loss tonight. Uh, and I'm going to play this as, uh, again, a, as an SGP. I got Kansas State plus five and a half and the over 136 and a half against the Bears. And that's even money plus 100 at DraftKings Sportsbook. You look at Baylor, four and four on the road this season. And number 127, shockingly, and uh, road matchups and effective field goal percentage offense and uh, more despicable number 338. That's right. Number 338 in effective field goal percentage defense away from Waco this season. Uh, they jack a ton of threes, 44.3% of their shots to be exact. Uh, but on defense, as I mentioned, with that 338 EFG ranking, they've given up 58.1% from two and 35.6% from three. Now, uh, you look at Kansas State, they are 14 and 1 at home this season. Now, offensively, it's it's been a struggle. Number 263 in effective field goal percentage offense in those home matchups, but they have clamped down defensively number 9 in the country in EFGD in those home matchups allowing 45.6% inside the arc and only 24.7% outside of it, and that is the key. Again, as I mentioned, Baylor 44.3% of their shots are coming from the arc, and Kansas State simply doesn't give up a whole lot of that action. They contest and challenge constantly. So unless the Bears are draining like 35-footers constantly in this game, I think K-State uh, may wind up getting the victory, but I'm going to play that line up to plus 5.5 and, and take the over, which should be a game, I believe, in the 70s in the end at 136.5. Put those two together on the SGP. Plus 100 at DraftKings. Fade or follow. The question is, how do the Bears react after uh, what happened on Saturday? That's it. But yeah, that's that. That's what this game to me comes Sh down shell to. Shell shock there in the second half. That was one of the weirdest, strangest, wildest games I have seen this season. Yes, I texted you and said, I don't know what Bill Self said at halftime, but we should bottle <laughs> it and sell it um, because that was. I mean, look that 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 felt like what Kansas did to North Carolina in the second half of the championship yeah. game. 
um, yeah. in New Orleans, where it was just all of a sudden KU said, hold my beer and watch this, um, and came storming back. So to me, this is how Baylor reacts, actually, um, more so than, than K-State. But I do believe in the Big 12, within reason, if you can get me about a six-and-a-half-point spread, I'll probably take the dog every time because of how these teams battle each other. And obviously, this is at home. Baylor's trying to avoid the Sunflower sweep. Um, in losing in Lawrence and in Manhattan. So to me, this is all about, I love the over. I, I can live with the five and a half just because of how these big 12 teams continue to play each other. But if Baylor comes out feeling like they've got something to prove, this could get a little interesting. Um, the question will be how they perform in the second half, especially after what happened at Allen Fieldhouse over the weekend. Kansas State inside the octagon. Apply that chokehold. Number two. All right, numero dos of the Fate 5 podcast. Uh, let's get seduced by that juice, shall we, on a three-leg money line parlay. You guys know I love to roll with these money line parlays. Uh, for the most part, they've been very good to me uh, throughout this entire betting season. I'm going to have a much bigger one in bonus time a little bit later, so stick around with that. But to give you uh, an appetizer on this three-legger, all I got to do is win straight up. Give me Xavier at home against Villanova. Give me Creighton, as I mentioned, at home against Marquette. They're laying five and a half in that game. And give me the Texas Hook'em Horns, also at home against visiting Iowa State there in Austin. All three of those teams get the W, plus 167. Very tasty, plus 167 at DraftKings. Real quick, a little bit of background here. Uh, Xavier 14 and one at home this season where they're top 10 in the country and adjusted offensive efficiency netting 55.9% inside the arc and 37 and a half percent outside of it. Villanova has been a massive letdown this year. Uh, I don't see how on earth uh, they can go into Cincinnati and Centos center there and score the victory. So the X-Men get it done. They're in the friendly confines. Uh, Creighton, I think, will get it done, too, against Marquette. Why? Because it can uh, really match them bucket for bucket. But more importantly, a far superior defensive team overall. And Creighton, 12-1, straight up at home this year. Uh, a team that is top 40 and effective field goal percentage offense and effective field goal percentage defense at home. And it commit very few turnovers, which Marquette in that pressure defense really thrives and excels on. Uh, and off of, and uh, I don't think they're going to, you know, be sorting the rock at all. I know uh, the Golden Eagles are six and four on the road this season, but number 234 in the country in those road matchups, an effective field goal percentage. The Creighton gets a W, and the Texas at home against Iowa State. And Lundy doing some research on this game. Uh, you know, the things that really stood out to me Texas 15 1 at home this season, where the number 10 in the country. And offensive efficiency, but here is the thing that was striking, that was stunning to me in my research. Iowa State, you think of probably good defensive team, right? And they have been for the entire season on the surface, but you peel back the layers in the onion on the road. No lie, number 232 nationally, an effective field goal percentage defense. You're just shocked as I am, and I'm going to take advantage of that. And not only that, too, but the Cyclones, two and seven straight up away from AIM. So to recap, Xavier, Creighton, Texas, money line three-legger, plus 167 at DraftKings. Fade or follow? Follow. Do you want me to analyze? Because you just gave a bunch of numbers. So I'm I'm in. 
I'm in. I, I does, like any, does any of these games scare you? If there was one leg of this parlay that frightens you, no. which one is it? No, because I like I like Creighton. I think Texas is going to be just fine. And you know, frankly, I I'm okay. What is it, Xavier's at what five and a half, four and a half? What's the normal? I mean, I, I six and, and a half. Be, They're favored by six and a half right now against Nova. Okay, I think it opened at five and a half. I think it's bumped itself. Uh, yep. I think Xavier. I think Xavier wins that relatively easily. So like, I'm I'm okay with Xavier on the spread for crying out loud. So no, I'm good with all of these. I don't think there's a leg in this that has me nervous, which probably means we're going to go zero and three. Uh, more than likely, don't screw it up, Xavier, Creighton, and Texas. Come on, McConaughey. Number one. Uh, numero uno, and uh, obviously a very emotional atmosphere inside the Breslin Center. The first game uh, being played at home for the Michigan State Spartans since uh, that tragedy that ensued on campus uh, a few days ago. And uh, with that as a background and a lot of Spartan strong shirts, uh, the Illini Orange Crush had them on last night. It's great how a lot of people have rallied around this institution. Uh, I think uh, – that's going to play a role in this game tonight. And what is also going to play a role in this game tonight, uh, Lundy, is the fact that you have a ranked team going into an unranked venue, uh, that team there in uh, Michigan State, not right now a top 25. And we've seen, I believe they're, uh, the unranked teams are 26-13 and 13 ATS this season in matchups identical to this one. So I think Michigan State is going to cover. I'm going to lay the three against the visiting Indiana Hoosiers, minus 110 at DraftKings. Uh, to give you some statistical background, Indiana just four and six on the road this season, where they're surprisingly number 193 in college basketball in those road matchups and effective field goal percentage offense. Decent defensively on the road, number 51 in EFG defense, but they have been turnover prone. They've coughed it up 20.3% of their possessions on the road. Meanwhile, I look at the Sparty Party, 10-2 and two at home this season, straight up, and they're shooting over 40% from way downtown. Uh, they're inside the Breslin Center, and they're number 10 in EFG defense in home matchups as well. I think Hauser and Hogard from the outside, and also they're one of the best mid-range teams in college basketball, I say that still exists. That shot does. Yeah. Uh, Michigan State is bringing it back old school, and they have absolutely drilled a number of those. I've seen it early and often this year. Hell, I saw it in person at the St. Farm Center in uh, Michigan State, Los Illinois, early this year. So uh, knowing, again, emotion's going to be on high there in the Breslin Center and a quality opponent in Indiana visiting I'm laying Michigan State minus three, minus one ten at DraftKings. Lundy, fade or follow? Uh, I'm fading just because I don't trust the way the emotion's going to play into this. Mm. I, I don't. Okay. I, I just I think this is one of those games. There's there's some times when, um, from a betting standpoint, I stay away from stuff. Um, and and this is one of them. Just because I believe if you removed the external emotion that you just referenced, I would take Indiana plus the points. I would. But with all of that, does Michigan State come out and put on a show for the ages to try to stand up and, and have that pride for their university with everything that took place? Um, is it one of those that only lasts for about a half and then the Hoosiers start to chip away? Like, I don't know what to expect. Um, yeah. And so 
it's not so much that I, like I said, if, if I could remove it, I think I probably would take IU and I probably would take the points. Um, and I'd look for this to be close or for them to potentially pick up that road victory. But with the emotion there, this is one that I'm staying away from just for that reason. That it's got nothing to do with the play on the court. It's got nothing to do with the players. It's got nothing to do. It, it has to do with the fact that it, I think it's impossible to analyze this game because of the emotion that's going to exist inside the arena. So that's the only reason I'm fading it. But I do think it's going to be a spectacular game. Um, and I think there's going to be a lot on the line, not just from what we talk about within the Big Ten, um, but for the student body and for the overall emotion. Um, the, 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 the stuff that you've seen on, um, uh, it was our buddy Dan Wetzel um, yeah. wrote, a, wrote a great story. If you guys have not seen it, Go check it out. I actually retweeted it. Uh, I think it was two days ago um, that Dan did about Izzo um, and, you know, sort of embracing what was happening um, and, and the emotion of it on campus. Go check it out. Dan's piece is so good. Um, it's, it's a really, really good read. And all of Dan's stuff is. But this is a really good read as it pertains to what's been happening at Michigan State. So I'm staying away only because I don't know how to predict what that emotion is going to look like, Brad. Yeah, that's entirely fair, but I'm going to ride with that Sparty party. We're tapping some cakes tonight because they're getting the cover and they're getting back on their feet. All right, Lenny, uh, if you're going to uh, avoid that matchup, uh, it's bonus time. I know you got several wagers that uh, you've already secured on your document, so please share with our audience. Yeah, let's uh, let's roll over to the ice. I'm going to leave the college hoops to you uh, as we uh, roll into this evening. I know you've got uh, you said you've got an even bigger one for us in bonus time. I do. Uh, that was that was a direct quote. It does not involve Grady Dick. That was a that was a little scary. <laughs> um, all right, a few for you on the ice. Straight money line play for me. Uh, give me uh, Vegas uh, on the road taking on the putrid Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, give me Vegas to be able to win it. Uh, give me Edmonton to be able to win at home against Philly. Both of those in regulation, by the way. Vegas in regulation, Edmonton in regulation, uh, because that's what you've got to do because these games are juiced to high heaven. But you put those two together at DraftKings, it's a plus 126 um, on the money line, again, in regulation on those two. Speaking of Vegas, give me the under at the six and a half between them and the Blackhawks. Vegas has actually had six or fewer goals in 11 out of their last 15 games. This also has a lot to do with the fact that I just don't trust the Blackhawks to be able to score more than maybe one goal. Uh, in this contest. They just have not been looking very good. Speaking of over-unders in Vancouver and Nashville, they will be playing in Nash Vegas at Bridgestone Arena. Give me the over in that one at six and a half. Two uh, teams that can score. Vancouver has not been very good, uh, but Nashville's been a little eh, a little bit shaky. Uh, so I think they're going to hit the over in that one at Bridgestone. You can get that one at minus 130 at DraftKings. And then anytime I like the over in a game, I'm always looking for somebody to be able to get points and anytime goals, something like that. So give me Matt Duchesne of the Nashville Predators for an anytime goal tonight at a plus 150. He's taken nine shots, nine times, nine shots over the course of his last two games and part of the reason for that is that Philip Forsberg is still out for Nashville. He is skating as he comes back from his injury, but he will not play tonight in this matchup against Vancouver. And so what's been happening, I think Dutchie is going to pick up the slack there and at a plus 150 for an anytime goal in a contest where I think goals are going to be plenty. Give me that with Matt Duchesne. That is my uh, docket for tonight on the ice, good sir. 
Uh, I just heard Dutchie and passed the Dutchie to the left-hand side. Immediately came to mind. That's the only thing I registered. Uh, that yeah. was coming out of your mouth. Everything right there, else, so. everything else, straight over your head, uh, like a puck over the glass. That's exactly yeah. what happens. Whenever yeah. I talk hockey, folks, that's exact. Brad just tunes. It's like when you start giving me like shooting efficiency inside the arc, <laughs> and Brad's doing. Brad gets to the point where it's like pie. He's like, well, they're shooting three point one four one five nine two six five. Like he just, I'm just numbers, 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 numbers. I just, I, I just go, oh, okay, they're pretty good at defense uh, inside the arc. I didn't. Yeah, when it comes to hockey, I just get checked in the boards and I black out uh, promptly. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah, so much like Kale McCarr going through concussion protocol right now for the Avs. Yes. Well, let's geek out in some more college basketball then, shall we? Uh, before I give my team Huevos a parlay play of the day, uh, a team that Luddy actually knows and loves and wagered on several times in the Mountain West Conference. I love Air Force tonight. Aim high! I'm saluting them. I'm going to lay the two points against visiting Fresno State. Uh, why? Fresno State on the road this season, 3 8 straight up three and eight straight up a number 295 believe it or not an effective field goal percentage defense giving up over 50 percent inside the arc and that's one of the biggest strengths of this air force team is attacking you inside uh they're number 21 at home an effective field goal percentage offense where they're hitting 58.4 percent from two they absolutely should tear apart the bulldogs at home, so I'm going to lay the two there with Air Force. All right, Team Chavos, uh, parlay play of the day. I remember I gave you a Xavier Creighton in Texas earlier. All right, I also like Michigan State. So those four have already stated the reasons why. Here are two additional money line plays uh, to put together on this six-legger. Uh, give me the Pittsburgh Panthers, who were at home against Georgia Tech, uh, who is really just a dungeon dweller. I mean, Georgia Tech is god-awful. Pittsburgh, exceptional guard play. They're at home. Uh, they're a double-digit favorite. Uh, I'm not saying they're going to outright cover. I don't need them to cover. All I need them is to win by the slimmest of margins, and we score a win on this parlay play. And then San Diego State is the other team that I uh, adore tonight. And the main reason why is it's all about uh, the opponent that they are playing. It's Colorado State. And Colorado State has been uh, a significant disappointment this season, to say the least. And that game, too, yeah, exactly, Lundy knows, uh, is inside uh, the Aztecs' home. So this game being played in SoCal, uh, they're going to try to solidify their position atop the Mountain West Conference. So, again, Xavier, Creighton, Michigan State, Pitt, Texas, San Diego State. It's rare that I have this many legs, but it's a great money line parlay kind of night, plus 539 at DraftKings, and I might have used an odds boost on that as well, like 20%, something of that nature. So take advantage of that. Uh, take advantage of the Air Force. And uh, we all should be pulling for Michigan State, no matter what side you're on tonight. Even if the Hoosiers, uh, you're a fan of them, and you fall a little bit short, stand up and applaud the Sparty Party. They deserve every single adulation possible. All right, we are out of time here. On the Fade Five podcast, presented by Suavecito Tequila. Uh, again, do us a favor and drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? Uh, and also, follow us on the Twitter. Check out uh, Nate Lundy, all his free spreadsheet, uh, spreadsheet picks at Nate Lundy. All of my free spreadsheet, not spreadsheet, picks at Noisy Huevos. And I'm going to give everybody a challenge. Send us your parlay play today. Send us your favorite pick via the Twitter, and if I like it, I might feature you on a future Fade 5 
podcast and give you a little bit of shout out. Until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you.